my best friend of a whopping nine-ish, nine-ish years, Eamon Fiorello cartridges. It's cartridges. Ah! <laughs> What'd Eamon, you say, cartridges? Eamon Fiorello cartridges. Yeah. What up? What up? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. <clears throat> Chilling. I'm excited yeah. to have you on my podcast. I've worked very hard, you guys, to get him on my podcast. I really did it, though. He had to walk uphill both ways in the blistering snow. Going sideways. And uh, he no didn't jacket. have any shoes. Oh, shoes. Oh, my gosh. No shoes? I was trying to go with, like, something bare. Do I have socks on, at least? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, socks on. In the blistering cold, that's how you would do me? I didn't do you like that. That's just, this, this is how it goes. This is how the story is. That was that's how hard he had to work. Well, so, a little fun story with me and Eamon. Um, I haven't seen him in about like seven years until mm-hmm. 2021 at during ish the pandemic ish of the wonderful covid and it's been interesting i don't know to say the least for sure but i mean hey i'm here i'm we're seeing each other um amen and i actually met in las vegas nevada at the nellis air force base youth youth program Shout out to, you know, the youth center on base. <laughs> Love y'all. Y'all helped us create really amazing memories and just vibing. Eamon was a quiet-ish kid when he first walked into the youth center. And I was like, oh, we have someone else at the youth center. This is finally perfect because I wasn't really vibing with people. But he was so, like, approachable, friendly, fucking dope. I mean, he said he was from California, so obviously he's automatically a hipster. He's cool. (laughs) I enjoyed it. (laughs) That was what a lot of people in Nevada said. First thing, they're like, oh, you're from California? Ride a skateboard, you guys. Ride a skateboard. You know how hard that is for me? I feel like a lot of people ride skateboards. But you're the only one in my eyes. That road skateboards. But it was, we had some cool times. I mean, we met a lot of different people too. True. A lot of people come in and out of the youth center. And then we did a lot of, um, what were those called? They weren't retreat. Well, we did a retreat, and that was in Utah? Utah Camp Zion. Oh, yeah, Camp Zion at the, um, some Utah, like, I don't know. I feel like it was a resort it's in a, a way. Nas- I think it might be a national park. Might be. It probably was. It was so cool, though. We, we They had a zip line. They had a basketball court, tennis court. Uh, what else? We went on this Jeep ride. <laughs> I felt like we were going on like a safari. You don't remember that? No. We got in this um, this big old Jeep. Super sketchy. This wasn't sketchy because the only thing that made it sketchy was the roads. The roads were so tiny and so compacted. And then he drove us to like this uh, this house that was abandoned. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's keep it pushing, you guys. Sunset's oh, approaching us. I think I remember now. And we went paint paintballing. 
No, I don't think I got to go with your guys' group then. I don't remember going uh, paintballing. I remember seeing like an abandoned house. And... Did you do the shooting then? No. Hitting the flying uh, ducks? Or I think they're called. And mm-hmm. they go... And go... No, definitely not. I wish. What the heck? We did... All I did was the the archery. Oh, I didn't do archery. Yeah, see, I think we were in different groups. You were that, in a different, uh, like, counselor group than I was or something like that. I know. I was salty about that. And then there was, like, kids that got to go on, like, horses, and I was like... Dude, oh, yeah, no. There was, there was a lot of different ones. And then they had, like, a giant... Not a giant, but, like, a cool... A pretty cool pool with, like, a whole, like, waterfall. Oh, yeah. But I didn't go in the water. Why didn't you go in the water? I was <laughs> self-conscious. <laughs> I, I was like, yikes. I was playing in the water all day. All the time. It was a cool experience. And then we did our resumes there. Uh, what else did we do? Someone got their head shaved. Well, he asked for a haircut. And Brian was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll cut your hair. There's opportunity to shave all your hair off. He didn't do a bad job. I was like, huh. I actually don't remember what his hair turned out to look like. It was, was like, it? long on the top and then, like, military style on the sides. Like, the very top? Just, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That was, that was like, the longest freaking trip. We ate pretty good, too. Mm, they fed us good. Mm-hmm. I remember they had the hot sauce. They had eggs every morning. They had... The back breakfast burritos, the pancakes. Mm-hmm. Waffles, yeah, bacon and sausage. What was the youth center like for you? Like, because you know, me and you would be always at the youth center at least like Monday through Sunday, Saturday, except for the days I had to work when I got the job. It was like the it was like the first place I could go to make friends and hang out with people and with kids that were my age especially since i had just started school there in a new state rattlers <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that many people because i didn't want to talk to anyone i didn't want to make any new friends i was kind of um i guess i didn't really want to go rebel. make new friends so instead i was just going to the youth center i just make friends and hang out with people there and it seemed a lot easier a lot simpler because there wasn't uh i don't know it wasn't that school seemed easier i feel like he didn't really like school Mm. no never really liked school i don't know I don't know what it was like at first like I liked school and then at some point school sucked and then I started to like it a little bit again and then it sucked again and then just when it seemed like I was like okay mate I don't know just when I was starting to get used to like the new school the, the first school I was going to we moved to a new school and then I was like oh okay and then I just didn't like school anymore and I didn't I sort of actually gave up. I didn't do it. I barely passed. Did everything I could to just 
slide right in there. That's what I did. I even had a, a teacher tell me, I had two teachers tell me, they literally said, I don't know how you passed. <laughs> and I looked at them and I said, because I wanted to pass, barely. That was all I wanted to do. Mm, I enjoy school. I love me some school because I could go meet new people, but then come to find out like I don't even talk to any of those people now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a cool little, like, so it was like my first social media before Instagram and Twitter was a thing. That's how you would find out the gossip. I love me some gossip. I'd be like sitting there just like, mm, that happened? Uh-uh. It taught me a lot on who to trust and what to trust. And what to do and what not to do. For sure. There was like one time where Eamon and I and like the whole group, we were at T-Night. And T-Night was one of those places where it was on only, I think, a Friday night, I think. Or Saturday. It might have been Saturday. But everyone would go and like it was only the teens. Like no preteens were were allowed ever. And then, well, not until like after 8 o'clock and then they have to go home. And then we got the rest of like the whole youth center. But we went to go play like this baseball. Was no, it a baseball wiffle, game? Wiffle ball. Wiffle ball. Go go ahead and go ahead and experience, uh, tell tell us the whole. I don't even okay. So I don't even know exactly how it happened. I can guess, but the ball came like towards me, and I was just running to go catch the ball. And I don't know if I slid because slid. I missed. The ball, what? You slid. I remember it exactly. You Dude. slid like you were sliding into, like, I don't know, some person's <laughs> DMs. It was like, bloop. I was getting into the game, I guess. And then I don't know what happened. I picked up the ball and I threw it and I looked at my finger and it was all dislocated. And I His was like, pinky, you guys. His pinky was pointing the other direction than it should be pointed. It was, it was like probably at an 80 degree angle. I have a picture. It, uh, I actually didn't even really, like, feel it, like, at all. Like, I didn't really feel it till I went to go, like, close my hand or something because my finger, or I just felt that my hand was, like, oh. uncomfortable or, like, off. And I tried to close my hand, and I'm like, huh, that feels weird. And I looked down, and I'm like, oh, that's why it feels like that. That's why my hand won't close the way it normally closes. And I'm like, I, and I'm, like, trying to shout to Mr. D, and I'm like, Hey, my, my hand's broken, or my finger's broken, because I thought it was broken, because I'd never, like, broken a finger or dislocated a finger or anything. And he's like, what? And I'm like, my finger's broken. <laughs> <laughs> and he can't hear me, and I'm, like, trying so hard, and I'm like, I'm like I don't want to yell. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, so I'm just, I just lift up my hand. I'm like, look, my finger. I'm just like, I'm like look at my finger <laughs> and then, what it's doing. <laughs> I think it was... It was on which hand? The right hand? Yeah, my so right So his hand. pinky was pointing right. Like, his pinky was slanted right at the knuckle. And, yeah, no. Yeah. And it was, he told me you were, it was like a super simple fix, too. Yeah, it was. It was just, because it was just dislocated. And when we got to the hospital, it took forever for us to see the doctor. And the doctor just, like, he just literally just moved it back into place. And I was like, wow, I didn't even feel it. It was literally the easiest thing ever. We did so many things at the youth center. So, like, if anyone knows, like, teens or, like, preteens that 
don't know what to really do or that are like even nervous to go to a youth center honestly do it go to a youth center go meet new people when covid is contained and whatnot but it's a good experience just for anyone because you don't know what people are going through at their households so that's to me that was my escape in a way not saying nothing was going on but like it was just a a refresh from school like you get you do how many hours we did how many hours did we do at school like eight yeah or so i think i think eight's pretty i don't know 7 30 until like 1 30 <laughs> but i mean after that you you've been listening to a teacher talk all day long which some teachers were cool you know shout out to them they know who they are hopefully but then you don't want to do anything and if you go home, you might have to do chores. Who wants to do chores? No one wants to do chores. <laughs> go to the youth center. <laughs> Volunteer. Do it. Do groups. I don't know. And then, like, me and Eamon hit that one. Start, once you hit, I think it was 18, it was, like, no yeah. more at the youth center. You weren't allowed to go in there. So I never saw Eamon, ever. I would volunteer uh, for Keystone to keep just, like, helping out the teenagers but then after a little while i was like dang i need to see like amen because i haven't seen him in a very long time and then i would drive to his house and that's like when like we would just like chilling at his house we would just listen to music and he would just introduce me to all these different types of musics um games ah fighting games to the max super competitive gosh finish him tekken Oh, the second one's good. Naruto on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. On the GameCube? Yeah. You, we didn't play on the GameCube. Oh, I played on the GameCube. That Xbox. Yeah, we played on the Xbox. Which one did we play? The one where I whooped you. Which one was that? I, I can't remember. It was a pretty cool one, though. Like. Yeah, I don't think that <laughs> one exists. Mm-mm. That one's not there. Eamon was, like, the type to, like... He's, he was like a down-ass friend. He'd be like, hey, Eamon, you want to go here? Sure. Damn, okay, cool. Picked him up. Whoop, 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 whoop. And we go to Michael's. Not even go buy anything. Just to go to Michael's just to go. It was right by the house. Mm-hmm, Starbucks. We had to go get Starbucks. I mean, come on, I worked there. Why wouldn't we get Starbucks? He knew all the drinks. Okay. So, as I said before, there was a seven year gap of not seeing Eamon um he moved he had to go to school and then after that it was kind of like what was your your little journey um I went to go move in with uh an ex of mine and put a word on it it was a learning experience oh words (laughs) (laughs) you mean words (laughs) to put a few words on it okay that was knowledgeable how about that (laughs) yeah i definitely learned a lot during uh the the time that i was with that person because I learned a lot about myself, about how I deal with, uh, like, anger and 
how it affects me and how I need to uh, adjust myself so that I'm better in control of like uh, you know things in my life that I should be in better control of um, what are some like I don't know I mean, you realized it wasn't a very suitable relationship, obviously, because you now you're single. Um, but, I mean, I've seen a lot of growth from you from, you know, 17, 18, 19-year-old Amen. What were, like, some things you would do to just, I don't know, I feel like you have a, you're, I feel like you have more of a control on your... I guess like mental stage or mental stage health or mental health, your aura, energy is like very contained. Well, um, I mean, I I guess that just took like a lot of uh, finding myself because that was Uh, most of my life, or like most like my childhood, I didn't really get or spend uh, getting to know who I was. I was kind of um, going through my own thing where um, I couldn't express exactly like the way that I felt and like the things that I've seen or been through. And so when I'd gotten older, it seemed, uh, it seemed really, really, uh, like, foreign to me when people would ask, like, who I was or what I wanted to be or what is it that I wanted, uh, out of life and things like that. And, like, where it seemed like a lot of my peers had more of an understanding of who they were and what they wanted out of life, I just sort of seemed to, to be behind everyone. And it took, I don't want to say like it took going to college, but it took going through like, uh, I don't know, it seemed like after college, I kind of, no, I guess it was kind of because of college, because, uh, I don't know, I, I took that, this this like, this writing class, I felt like it helped me better um, express yourself. Yeah, I don't know. You took a writing class. It's pretty cool. Do you like writing like poems and or like just writing how you're feeling or more of like for me, I write. I have a notebook that's specifically just for my day. Like I write about like January fifteenth. What? How was I feeling? More of understanding all the words that are swirling inside my head right now. I need to write it down somehow, only because if I keep letting them stay inside my head, it does, like, it does absolutely nothing for me. So that's why I have to write things down to express my feelings, because I'm not, like, for me, I'm not comfortable with, like, opening up, like, no, I don't want to open up. What the heck? You want to? You want to? You want to know me? You don't want to know what's going on? Oh goodness, no! Like for me, that was my way of like working through any like 
hard times that I was going through, if that makes sense. Is that what the same thing kind of was? Um, for a time, there was like a little period where I felt like writing could help me like express how I felt. And I guess it did kind of like a little bit, but at the same time, it still felt like uh, I still felt really like trapped and like it was all like bottled up. And I guess, I mean, I did write a lot for a time, like when I was in high school and I first started like in Vegas till I think my junior year, I would like, I would like write a lot in this, this little like one of those like black journals that you get for school. Mm -hmm. Composition books. Mm hmm. Um, but then after I moved, like, after I moved back to California, I kind of, like, stopped writing. It didn't really appeal to me anymore. I started exercising more, because that seemed kind of, like, to better respond with, like, who I am, I guess. And I started, like, boxing. But, like, every single time I, um, <clears throat> I would, like get to a place where I felt like I really wanted to be in boxing, it felt like I would, something happened where I would have to like leave and I couldn't, couldn't train boxing anymore. Like I trained for like two and a half months straight the first time and I got sick, like really sick and I couldn't like, I was like coughing really bad and I couldn't exercise without coughing a whole bunch and it made it impossible to, to exercise. So then I took like a, I took a break and by the time I was like better, I had like, I had like lost a bunch of weight. I don't know, like maybe I overworked myself or something. I'm not sure, but so that happened. And then the next time my, I had like trained for like two, almost three months. And then my, uh, my sister had asked me to come down and help her for a little bit with, uh, Cause she just, she said, she just said she needed some help with like taking care of my nephew. So I went down and helped her and I stayed down there for like two weeks, maybe three at the most. And I helped with my nephew and, but I wasn't like exercising like I would if I was at the gym. So I just stopped exercising and then finally I'd gotten back on it and then I moved here, I think. Something like that. But it was just like trying to get back into the process of like exercising and working out every day. And then every single time I would get into the groove and I had been in the groove for like two, almost three months, something would pull me away and I'd had to do, go do something else. And it was just something keeps impre impeding my process. But no more. Because he finally hung <laughs> up his punching bag. Well, the first time it was like a knot, a knot tie and a chain, which I've never seen in my life before. Yeah, it was the coolest thing actually. in the world. It worked and for a little bit. It finally gave. And then we were like, you know what? Lows. <laughs> Here we go. And now it's like, it's up. It spins. It's actually pretty cool. Only because this is the first time seeing like a punching bag in a garage. And it's like a nice height because me and Eamon are practically the same height. So it's just nice that things are built for, you know, the taller people. 
the people yeah. in the back. <laughs> yeah, it really does seem like a lot of the things that sometimes I use are not built for people my size. Oh, like, for, for sure. For sure. He just got this really cool, like, Mortal Kombat arcade. Like, the legit arcade arcade. And it's three Mortal Kombats. One, two, and three. Huh. It's kind of cool, but, you know, sometimes I kind of lose because I feel like it was built for sometimes. a right-handed person. <laughs> I feel like it was built for a right-handed person and not the lefties. That's true also. So since the relationship that you got out of, like, what are some, is there any, like, good habits that you've picked up or you've started doing to better, like, yourself or find find you, find the amen you're looking for, I guess you can say? Uh, first thing I started doing was I started exercising more consistently and more, like, how I would like to work out. And second, I started to try to look for, um, I'd been trying to find like new ways to help deal with, uh, like my emotions and the way that, uh, that they affect me. So I started to try to, uh, meditate and, um, personally, I feel like reading, especially if you're reading like in your head is basically like the same as meditating because for me like reading in my head sometimes I'll be reading and then I'll lose track of what I'm reading because I'm still reading in my head technically but my mind is somewhere else completely and I'll have <laughs> and I'll have read like half a page and I'm like wait I've been thinking about what I need to do today or something and I won't have and I won't have read uh you know, I wouldn't, I won't, won't have actually read what I, what I've been reading. I really didn't think about that, honestly, like the way that you put that, because I was reading the book that, um, that you are a badass book, mm -hmm. and for me, that's that's what I need to like start working on is like honestly, focusing on the paper because that's that's me. I get lost. I'm like, well, I have my mind set somewhere else. I'm like, get out of here. Right now, I am trying to find out if Percy Jackson is gonna die in this book or not. <laughs> like, come on, the Magic Tree House. Those are my those are my books. I'm legit gonna reread those. Fifth grade history. Re re I'm gonna reread all the uh, all the Goosebumps books. Oh, bad. Yeah. Goosebumps. There's so many I never read because I didn't get them. He also invested in this beautiful. I don't know the exact name of it. <laughs> Tibetan singing bowl. We can't pr technically pronounce it because, you know, we don't want to not have, like, the right exact name. But that's what the my little Google camera did. But it's a very beautiful... I don't even know how to explain it. It's like an echo of a sound, but not really, but it's like vibration noises. Yeah, it works by vibrating. That's why you have to like balance it on your hand a certain way. Because if you like, if you squeeze it at all, it won't vibrate and it won't make the, the noise. Yeah, I tried doing it on my lap like a few times and it didn't work out. I tried doing like a quick nips, like a quick snip of it. I'll actually have Amen check it out and if it does end up sounding good i'll like keep it because i don't want to like mess up your guys' ears 
Because it's, it's pretty, I don't know. It's, it can get real loud. It, it can get pretty loud. But if not, I'll figure something out, you guys. I think that sounds really beautiful, honestly. Like when you, so when you use the bowl itself, like, what do you normally do? Like, how do you do your setup? I just like, uh, I like doing this to start it. Just like, do you clear your mind or what goes to your like? How do you do? You sit down. I sit down. I um. I like to sit down because it just works for me, I guess. I just sit down um, in my bed, on my bed, and I just uh, focus on my breathing, and I just kind of feel my body, I guess, if that makes sense, and like how it feels sitting down on my bed and uh, just focus on my breathing and uh, my, my thoughts, how my mind feels and just how my, uh, how everything feels in the, um, in the present, I guess, if that makes sense. Kind of like focus more of like what's going on now and like whenever you start getting a thought in your head, you're like, okay, Get out. It's no, time for me to think. No, you're actually supposed to, uh, like, technically let the let the thoughts uh, go. Uh, kind of like escape in a way. Like yeah, you, you just kinda, finally just, you just let go, put them at ease. Yeah, you just you just feel your, you know, your your thoughts, and you let them do what they do and you try to understand them more and uh, why you're feeling that way and what it is that's causing you to feel the way that you feel and you kind of like assess from from there I guess so like do you do it about like once a week or do you just do it when you feel as if sometimes it's a little too much I mean, I, I aim to do it, like, every day, honestly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just, like, exercising, you know? Meditation is, like, like exercising for your brain, I guess. It does feel... Meditation has been one of those ones that... It's pretty dope. Like, it's really a good way of just, like, sitting back, relax, take a moment to yourself, because so much going on in this road currently, obviously, right now. So there has to be at least one peace of mind spot that you have to do for yourself. Yeah. So what are some like life lessons that you've learned from your past experiences from like this last seven years that I haven't seen you? Uh, listen to listen to my intuition more to really focus on what like my body and like what my my thoughts are telling me. Um, be, be a little more patient with 
just in general just be just be more patient i mean i still struggle with being patient sometimes but... me and you both i'm always rushing against time i feel like i'm running out of time like come on let's get it done now I'm like rj sit your ass down relax I'll literally show up like a whole 30 minutes early because I just don't want to be late. Oh, I'm, oh, I, I don't, except for my trip, I was running on TV time, but it's okay. But I'm always like 30 minutes ahead of work before my shift because anything can happen from like leaving your house to you get to work. Anywhere you go, there, there's always going to be an inconvenience that could possibly help you or better you, or well, better you, help you, same thing but also ones that you can learn from and grow from as well. Um, another thing I really wanted to, I really, really like tried to start doing was uh, reading a, like reading in a book, reading a book every night. <laughs> right now I'm reading this book called The, the Lucifer Effect. And I don't, uh, it's written by the guy that, conducted the Stanford prison experiment and honestly the book so far just pisses me off <laughs> why because the entire book seems like he's just trying to make himself seem like he's trying to rid himself of blame of like what happened in the Stanford prison experiment he's like oh everything that you know each person does is based on an individual's experience and their situational like awareness and how they know themselves and their strengths and their weaknesses they should they should uh be more aware of how they would react in a in a situation i don't i mean i, I don't i probably worded it poorly but he he basically said that like you know you each each person is responsible for the way that they behave and even if they do have like some sort of like background um, like experiences that make them act the way that they act, they should they should uh, learn to control those strengths or those weaknesses or those impulses in those situations so that they don't do something evil. It's, it's just irritating. Because he's like, oh, you know, it's it's their fault, basically. It's their fault. fault for putting themselves in that situation, knowing that they're this or that, and that it could get out of hand because of their strengths or their weaknesses or the fact that this happened to them in their lives or something. Sounds a little like society right now. People don't want to take responsibility for what they've actually done. They'd rather just play the blame game. I'm going to blame you, Eamon, because why? Well, obviously, why would I do it? And I don't think that's right. Another thing, he compares it to this other situation where basically a similar, a similar problem arose where uh, the prison guards were torturing the prisoners at a prison called Abu Ghraib in some sort of prison overseas. And and he says, oh, I call for the sergeants and the majors in that prison to be held accountable for what they did, right? And then he goes and turns around 
and he basically makes fun of the students that joined his program, which they volunteered for, and he basically blames them and calls them stupid for doing it. But he wants to arrest the sergeants and the majors that allowed for the Abu Ghraib situation to happen. And it's just very hypocritical. And it's like in every in every paragraph, he just like kind of like tries to hammer in the nail of it's it's their fault because they should have known better. Or society made them do it because of this situation and this experience. Because I ate that. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, yeah, but it, who? he's like, whoever's fault it is. It's not mine. That's all I know. That book would kind of like irritate the hell out of me. Yeah, but at the same time, I want to <laughs> read it. Yeah. As usual, I'm going to be starting questions. Because, you know, in my head, I grew up with superheroes. That was my thing. I always thought I was a superhero. Still think I am. Just haven't discovered my power yet. If you could have any superpower, just one, one superpower, who would you be in who, a way? Who would I be? Yeah, if it helps to clarify a superpower. I'd be a uh, dark phoenix. She's pretty badass though. Yeah. Dang. Mm. You can fly. With her telekinesis and stuff. It's pretty badass. I mean, I mean I'm not, in, that's not even like the extent of her powers. That's just like just one part. One part of all of her powers. Pretty sure she has like psychokinesis too. I'm not even sure what that means, but I'm pretty sure that's one of her powers. She's psycho. <laughs> You're crazy. Hopefully you guys enjoyed my podcast today. Another episode. The word of the day I would definitely use for pretty much this whole year is just re reconnecting because like reconnecting with certain memories that you've experienced or people that were there for you during the, the, the other times. Like, Eamon was the one that would make me feel like just another guy. And that was, like, the pretty cool, important part of, like, keeping, like, Eamon close to me was all about because he didn't care about if I liked dudes or anything like that. He was super chill about it. And I felt like I was living, like, my best life. Like, damn, look at me. I got a dope-ass friend, and I'm normal to him. Normal meaning my kind of normal, if that normally normal normalizes, makes sense, in a way. Thank you for being you, Eamon. Honestly, I love you, man, like, forever and ever and ever. And I can't wait to keep seeing you grow into the man you are becoming. Huzzah! I love you, man. You're my best friend. I'm glad you're able to come down and come see the house and spend some time and catch sure. up. But real quick, I looked up psychokinesis and it means the exact same thing as telekinesis. So, yeah. If you had if you had psychokinesis, you would already know that. Or do you already have psychokinesis and you're reading my mind? Da, da, da. <laughs> As always, stay groovy, like a smoothie. And I promise I'll keep making more podcasts, you guys. And honestly, thank you for people that are reaching out and giving me their feedback and just saying how much it helped. Like me on Instagram, Walking Clouds with the Z. Because, you know, I'm a little bougie or whatever. Wow.